Hello and welcome back to Surviving, a podcast on overcoming and surviving sexual assault. So in this episode, I want to touch on management techniques. So I'll just dive right in. The first one I want to talk about is journaling. I'm sure you've heard of this before. It is journaling about what's happened to you, what's going to happen today, anything you're thinking out. So I find journaling helpful just because in your head, when thoughts are going around, they're kind of scary. But if you can catch them, put them down on paper, it seems less intimidating. And especially right before I go to bed, I have a lot of thoughts going around in my head, as I'm sure everyone does. And being able to put pen to paper and take the thoughts out of the abstract, a place where I can't control them, and putting them into words in a journal that I can then close makes me feel more powerful. The next technique is box breathing. So box breathing, you're supposed to do it sitting down with your feet planted on the floor, but I do it laying down usually. Um, It's you breathe in for four, you hold it for four, you breathe out for four, and then you keep doing that. Uh, It's like a box it's, it's, you know, even, I guess there's not four parts of it, but you're supposed to breathe in one, two, three, four, hold one, two, three, four, out one, two, three, four. I guess you could then wait for four. I don't know. Um, I prefer to do four, seven, eight breathing, which is you breathe in for four, you hold for seven and you breathe out for eight. And when you're doing this, I might feel kind of boring, but so is brushing your teeth. Um, but it's something that helps you. So the point of this is Then when you're having a panic attack, which, you know, most of us have, um, you're able to control your breathing. It slows down your heart rate. Uh, It reduces oxygen coming, which does slow down your brain thinking fast. Um, It's just calming in general. And it's kind of like training. So when you do it every morning and night, you're training for when the actual event happens, which is, of course, the panic attack or the freaking out moment. Um, and you're ready for it and you know how to do it. Next, I want to talk about talking to someone. Uh, so this could be therapy, talking to a parent, talking to a friend. I started by talking to my stuffed animal, um, because it's really scary to open up to someone like that. And it's kind of nice to talk to, you know, just saying it out loud. But if you're saying it to something or someone, it makes you feel less silly, Then I moved on to my dog. (laughs) So you could talk to your cat, your fish, you know, whatever you want, your stuffed animal, your pillow, and then maybe just try to progress from there. Tell a therapist, then tell a friend, then tell a loved one. You don't have to. I didn't tell a loved one for about four years. Uh, It's scary, but I talked to my stuffed animal about it that day. (laughs) And you can talk to your dog, your pet. Um, therapy is really great. It's really nice to get it all out in the open. It took me a couple sessions to be able to tell my therapist, but once you say it, it seems less scary, kind of like journaling. It's in your head and it's, you know, running through and it, it kind of gets bigger and badder the more you don't say it. And then all of a sudden you say it and it feels like it loses a little bit of power. Um, but maybe that's just me. So something else that really helped me was understanding that now I had power I, this might seem a little, you know, confusing or mean. I don't think so. I think it's this 
podcast isn't about what makes, you know, what's most PC. It's about helping yourself. Um, and for me, what I did right after I was raped is I told the person who did it the next day that I might go to the police. I might not. And I said, I don't know when I'm going to do it or if I'm going to do it, but be scared because I can ruin your life now. (laughs) Um, That might seem a little intense, but understanding that you now have the power to put someone in jail to, even if you don't end up being able to do that, to take them through a long trial, to expose them as the monster they are to their friends and family, that is up to you. You get to decide what happens to them for a segment of their life, if not the rest of their life. I have in my control the power to put this terrible man behind bars or not to, to make his mother disappointed in him or not to. And he knows it. And I told him, and I hope he's scared every day for the rest of his life. And that might sound intense, but it makes me feel a whole lot better knowing that I can really mess up his life now. Um, So consider thinking about it that way. Thinking I, you know, I could press charges and ruin this person's life just like they ruined mine. Not ruined, but, you know, scarred. Because it is scarring what happened. Um, Last thing, religion is something that I struggle with. I'm not sure what I believe if I believe anything, but it's kind of helpful to think, you know, there's someone up there looking out for you and that everything's part of a plan. And I think something that I struggled with with religion was he's a, God's a pretty messed up guy if this was part of his plan, me being raped. Um, But I guess something that if you believe in God, you think is he has free will. He gave us free will, which is like a gift or whatever. And, you know, the terrible person that sexually assaulted you used his free will for bad or her free will for bad. Um, And you can use yours for good. And so, you know, it's kind of nice to think that maybe I feel like I was in God's plan raped and it was bad and it was someone's free will, but now it's part of my mission as a good religious person to try and help other people. So I'm a God consent volunteer and I try to actively teach people in my school about intervening when you see something bad happening. And that makes me feel good. And Doing this podcast, it took me a long time to find a bunch of resources that worked for me, and there was none readily available. And so I'm doing this, and even if only one person listens to it, it's nice to think that maybe, you know, you're helping someone in a way that you didn't have that help. And God being there makes it seem less scary. It seems like when you're helping people, you know, someone's looking down and saying, oh, good job. (laughs) And maybe it's all worth it in the end. If you can help one or two people, maybe it makes your suffering a little less scary. Um, And just as an end little thing, I'd like to say, don't be afraid to cry. I spent a lot of time crying. I spent a lot of time not crying and it made it worse in the end. It's really hard to acknowledge what happened to you and you might not want to express emotion about it or feel anything about it, but once you kind of cry it out, you know, you feel tired after, but you feel much better because 
you know, you let it go. Um, thank you.